That's an extraordinary feat for Solskjaer. Solskjaer! An incredible comeback by Manchester United. You have to feel this is their year. Is this their moment? Beckham into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it! Manchester United have reached the promised land. Oli Solskjaer! Hello and welcome to a special Christmas edition of the United Podcast. And our gift to you this season is Manchester United manager Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. We sat down with him. Maisie's here with me. Helen isn't because she's, well, she's had a baby, but she did make it to come and speak to Oli. But right now, Maisie, we sat down with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. How was that for you? It was good, yeah. Playing with him was a, was a pleasure and speaking to him a few days ago was really nice. What have you made of his tenure as manager thus far? Well, it's been a, well, just over a 12 months now. When I look at the bigger picture, he's inherited... Probably players from Moyes and Van Gaal and uh, Mourinho. And I just think at times um, that's over- overlooked. But um, I think I think he'll be pleased certain aspects, but other aspects I think he'll be uh, disappointed. Well, that's probably, I guess that's true of all managers. I mean, people yeah. would look to Guardiola and he'd probably say the same, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think with hopefully with the Christmas window coming up, we can get reinforcements in and start playing the way we should be and getting results. Yeah. It's strange. You know, we're on the back of the Watford defeat, having had two fantastic results against Man City and uh, and Spurs. But yeah, Everton at home and then, um, you know, Watford away. They're two games that we should be winning mm-hmm. and uh, we're not. And as much as it's frustrating for the players, it's frustrating for the fans as well. But hopefully he'll turn it around. Yeah, and he seems relaxed. I think he probably, probably well, he obviously believes that he can do it, but he seems just as happy and calm and relaxed and enjoying it as he did on his first day. Yeah, and I, th- I think because you know because he's been here now twelve months, he can see that it wasn't going to be a quick fix, and we still need to get players in. So if we can get players in this transfer window, it's always difficult, you know, getting them in in January. But I think if we can get you know one, maybe two in, it'd be um, it'd be good. It'd be good boost for, the, for everybody. Yeah, uh, we've also got some fan questions in here that we put to Ollie. So thank you to all of you that sent stuff in. Obviously, we couldn't ask them all, so sorry if yours didn't make it, but we did do our best. Um, right. So without further ado, let's hear from Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. We sat down with the Manchester United manager in the players' briefing room at the Aeon Training Complex. Helen was running a bit late because she bumped into Sir Alex Ferguson, which apparently is something she does. Uh, and I wore my 20 Legend T-shirt because it seemed absolutely appropriate. And we pick up the conversation right there. What, on the podcast, oh I, just, I bought this from a stall outside of Trafford when I was 15. Uh, it doesn't say much for my physical development that it still fits me perfectly, <laughs> but seemed like a good time to wear it. <laughs> Seems like it's washed a couple of times as no, well. No, it was always a bit grey. Okay, all right. so it's not, so you're not, it's not worn just it dirty. Really. No, I have. I've, actually, I've worn it. I've yeah, I wear it quite a lot. <laughs> We're on kicking off on Monday. Like you roll the sleeves up to show your cans off. <laughs> just want to let people know. Eh? They came yeah. in handy them on the train. They did. Scared the guards so, away, yeah. didn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And they were going to arrest you. Um, Ollie, how's your day been? Very good so far. Have you listened to any of the podcasts yet? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> I've got to say. Tell you what you're really like. The Ashley Young one. He said he never got the hairdryer once or any kind of uh, sort of shouting encouragement from Sir Alex. Until I came. Yeah, well, <laughs> we were hoping somebody would have done it by now. <laughs> well, he didn't need a hairdryer, Ash, did he? He's, he's got no hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, he's a, he's a good lad and he's, um, he always does his job. And he's, um, he's one of them that you can trust to do any. He's been right wing, left wing, right yeah. back, left back. 
I'm thinking about playing him in centre midfield uh, a few months or a few weeks ago because we're struggling in midfield, so he can play anywhere. Nice. Okay, so usually what we do is we talk about um, players and their sort of early years, then their careers and okay. so on. Obviously, we've got mountains to go through with you, so okay. we'll start at the because beginning. I'm that old, you mean? <laughs> No, just because you're doing a lot. Yeah, interesting. interesting That's yeah. the word, Helen. Let's start at the beginning then. Happy yeah. childhood for you. Yeah. Tell us about your dad being a wrestler <laughs> or... It's going to be quick, this one. <laughs> right, Ollie, it's been great. Your dad. You what, thanks a lot. That's yeah. absolutely fantastic. No, well I was born in Christensen, little uh, fishing village or city, town, whatever you want to call it, uh, 25,000. I lived in... Um, House with a with my sister, four years younger than me. Mom and dad. Dad was a wrestler, played football. He introduced me to Klausnengen, which was a fantastic club, and had a, an old English coach, Harry Game. He was from Bournemouth or something. Right. And he probably that's where I um, that's where I got my uh, interest in football. Do a lot of wrestling? No. Um, three seasons, if you if you'd like, like a winter season, but. The next guy, or the guy I was wrestling against, he's my friend now, and he was the best in Norway, and he threw me around, and no, not he for me. He chose football then? Yeah, I chose <laughs> football. He chose football as well, to be fair. He was decent, but he was very good at wrestling as well. I was just dizzy, sick after every session. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a laugh. Yeah, exactly. So my dad was a bit disappointed there, I think. Were you a football maniac when yeah. you were younger? Yeah, definitely. All... All team selections, every match of the day on Saturday, listen to the radio. It, it was always English football. And you used to love football manager, right? Yeah, I played football manager many, many, many hours. And uh, especially when, you, when you're a player yourself, you've got so much time to, to kill. Do you remember uh, when you first uh, signed for Mulder and, and sort of your football career really got going as a professional? Yeah. I, uh, I wasn't sure... I, I was a nice lad, and there was in between Bran and Mulder, who do you sign for? I gave him that Sunday they were going to ring me, 50-50, I wasn't sure. So whoever rang first was going to get a yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, signed for Mulder. Ogehara, they used to play here in over in England, Norwich and Man City, yeah. Norway. He's, he's been a coach for Mulder and for Norway with me. Fantastic uh, coach. And he made me a, a man. And then 18 months I was there. And talk to us about after Mulder then, what happened? Did well for Norway one game when Jim Ryan was watching Ronnie Onsen. I scored two decent goals. Mark McGee was sat next to him. Was that by chance then? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, they were just watching Ronnie. Yeah. So Jimmy Ryan says, um, ask Mark McGee, so who, what are you looking for? He needs a forward because he was manager at Wolverhampton at the time. So after I scored them two goals and Mark McGee was next to him looking for a striker, Jimmy or Jim rang yeah. the gaffer straight away. I need, I found someone, we need to be quick. I think someone else might be interested. And that's it. Apparently Liverpool and Bayern Munich as well. Yeah, Cagliari, a couple of other teams, a PSV. But um, I wouldn't change the only history. To, it was only one yeah. choice. It was fantastic when, when uh, the call came. The owners of Mulder asked asked me to come to the office. Got this offer. Do you fancy it? Yeah. Okay. They were going to go on holiday next couple of days. So they, uh, but no, Martin Edwards was going to go on holiday as well, and we had to come the next day. And their private jet was down by 
some faults, so they they booked a, and rented another private jet just to fly me over. Oh, that's that's nice, isn't it? Did that you get nice. that, Maisie? What, from Blackburn? Well, well, from, from Middleton, no. Taxi. <laughs> got a taxi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Star taxis. That was six quid in a taxi then. <laughs> were you were you nervous or worried about leaving Norway? Because it's like that's nah. a huge decision, isn't it? No, nah, it's a life, once in a lifetime opportunity. You've got to, of course, the first time you meet the boys, you're nervous. But we speak English quite well in Norway and I wasn't worried about that. How, what did your family think at the time? Of course, proud, and it's a big, big move. I remember me and my dad, because uh, I got a five-year contract, and we were looking at if if I stay five years, I can survive on this money. <laughs> so yeah, so, so uh, proud. We were all me and my dad. We always said, let's go to England, watch a game of football in the top division in England, or not one, just go over Easter. Yeah, yeah. So two, three, four games. So it's always been. They've always been my idols. English football, I've always looked up to it. Who, who were the players when you were younger that you, you looked at? Was there anybody, like there was a forward that you thought, this is who I'd like to play like, or did you always focus on your own game? Well, I tried to learn from as many as possible. Marco van Basten was one of my favourites. In those 88 Euros, I'm 15 then, but Kenny Dalglish, uh, Mark Hughes was one of, the, one of the ones you were looking at, volleys and the technique. Uh, quite a few, I, I just... Wanted to learn uh, as much as I could. Alan Shearer was not bad. It was all right. Um, I heard he was dearer. Yeah. <laughs> <Anybody else>? yeah. <laughs> um, what was your first meeting with Sir Alex like? I was nervous then because you're afraid that you're going to say something daft that he's going to have a wrong, you know, first impression. And I knew I wasn't, uh, he, he'd not seen me play a game. So it was an important uh, wow. meeting for me. So Did you come over with Ronnie then at the same time? No, it was just, just me. Just, you? just me. And we had fish and chips at Old Trafford, old uh, restaurant back there. And we maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, and where he said, use his first six months in the reserves. Then after Christmas, maybe we can integrate you into the first team squad. But that didn't happen, did it? Because Andy Cole got injured. Well, and he didn't get injured. He had to have an operation. Oh, did yeah. he? Okay. He yeah. had... Uh, yeah, the piles, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Can't really say that, can you? It's a kind you of injury. Got, you, no, yeah, that's you, it. Hey. Yeah. Anything can be said on the podcast. <laughs> he was injured. We can, yeah. just, we can just bleep it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you bleep it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What was it like, Ollie? Coming? Bit of a <laughs> injury, like. <laughs> and coming into the dressing room when you first met uh, all of the, the... You pair. know, when I first came, Nicky Butts, the first one I meet uh, on, the, on the car park at the cliff, and he brings me, hi, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. And then he brought me down to the dressing room and you, you're nervous, but you realise quickly that they're normal lads, just good at playing football. And um, I think they had a laugh at my expense, uh, the boys, because I've got to be honest enough, I didn't look like I was a, a ready-made Mad United player in like youthful looks. Yeah, cl Little did they know. <laughs> like, oh my God, who's this Bambino is on trial or something. Like, Jesus. And then take him out on the pitch, you're like, wow. Wow. But didn't a tour guide didn't realise you were at the club to sign, did they? Yeah, no, that was at uh, Old Trafford, yeah. Uh, they were just negotiating the, the deal inside Old Trafford and I, they were giving me a, a, a tour. And he just asked me and I said, well, I'm here to sign, sign a contract. Yeah, that he, every day, that, mate. Yeah, yeah that every day. Yeah. Well, I didn't know Norwegians coming over. He actually gave me his pen to to sign the contract with. So, oh, that's uh, nice. It was a proud moment for him as well, I think. Yeah. 
please tell me if I'm completely wrong. But I wonder, are there any, do you think there are any parallels between you and Dan James now? Because you mentioned that when you signed, so Alex said you'll probably do six months in the reserves, and you've mentioned this season that Dan is probably playing more than you might have expected him to play. Yeah, you can you can make similarities, and you. I probably said to Dan when I spoke to him, "You'll you'll get fifteen twenty games," and he's already done that. So yeah. uh, he's uh, we knew that he was gonna be a good good addition to our squad, but he he took the level maybe quicker than I thought, and he's he's such a top top boy that you want to um, to help and guide. So no, he's impressed me. So when did you start to feel like you really had a handle on playing for Manchester United? Because the fans fell in love with you so quickly. I played. No, I, I felt it straight away in training because I, I loved training. Uh, scored a few goals. Played it. What was he like, Maisie? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just doing that because you're it. I, I, I've said it all along. I probably is the best finisher I've ever worked with. But what me off more <laughs> was that the amount of times it put it through your legs yeah. maybe that was just you no because I, I, I know I know exactly what he does and watching him after I left United or looking back at goals the amount of times he go through defenders legs and I think it's, obviously it's not luck there's an art to it and yeah. you know exactly what yeah. they're going to yeah. do because you study defenders and you study how people yeah. what people are and they lunge in but if you Pretty much like um, Mason's goal against Everton. Exactly the same. He's, he does that a few times. Uh, that's what he does, Mason. Have you told him that? No, it's just natural for him as well. Yeah. Uh, and the goal uh, he scored against Leighton Baines. Now, I did that and against Leighton Baines yeah. in 2006, I think it was. And I've scored a few of them, And but Mason does as well. But if you close your legs, he'll bend the top corner. Mm. So you can't, you, you either so have so to try yeah. to block the, so he's good at, at the last minute there, he changes his mind from I'll curl it to cutting it back through his legs. Yeah. I'd find that very hard to teach. Yeah. But it's a we're talking about Ogihara there in the start. He was the one that really, really mentioned it to me. He made it clear to me that the keeper relies on his defender. Yeah, that corner. he sets himself, yeah. Yeah. So keeper has to rely on his help. And so he goes far post, defender goes near post. And if you can get it through his legs, brilliant. We might not put this out on the podcast because everyone will go. Listen, they've listened to the podcast. But the thing <laughs> is, with Mason, but you can't do anything. But the thing with you can't with do Mason, he, about can, it. he can cut it back to his right foot. He can he can curl it round you. Yeah. So far corner. So he'll make a decision there and then mm. in a split second if he's gonna have to bend it or go through his legs. So I, I'm, I'm not worried about. It. They can they can read all they want. He's both footed as well. It's yeah. all natural. Yeah. And what is he? Is he right foot? Is he left foot? I don't think he knows, but he takes penalties with his right yeah. and free kicks with his left. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? As you say, there's something that can't be taught. That's just football intelligence, isn't it? I think it is. It's something that you, uh, over time, you get just get used to. It's, you have the knack of how how do I need to finish this to, to score a goal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, very quickly, obviously. You didn't like Maisie didn't like play against you in training. Did you like facing Maisie in training? No, <laughs> because he's one of them that, especially when the ball's in the air, he gets the knee up your backside, <laughs> and you, you you can't walk for the rest of the se- session. Maisie was, uh, I loved playing with Maisie. We had that little little yeah, connection did. when mm. you came out with a ball, and I maybe dropped short, but 
he knew I wanted it in behind and he had that little float, nice yeah. little curly ball bit in behind. What was it Sir Alex said about your passing? Best yeah. pass of the ball he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's told us that what? a few times. Yeah. What? No, You've I've never not, heard Maisie tell that story. Not, <laughs> you know, I've never heard that. He told us the other week. Yeah. One of the things you say to me that I don't want to hear. He actually, he actually said it at the 20 years reunion. Still the best passer I've ever had at the back. Wow, oh, right, specifically at the back. <laughs> well, there's four players at the back. Yeah, so. but it limits it a little bit, doesn't it? Still cool though, it's nice. No one's saying it about me. So it makes it better to be fair. Yeah. Best of the back four. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Ollie, yeah. talk to us about your relationship with the fans when you were playing here. <sighs> what can I say? It's just, uh, so I played this first game in the... Um, uh, in the reserves against uh, Oldham, Boundary Park, scored two in that one. On the way back on the coach, the first team, you played uh, Everton. Mm-hmm. Big Dunk scored two. Yes. Two each. Yeah. Remember that game? Turned Pally on the far po- on the edge of the box, yep. killed it, yeah. and beat me at the far post. Yep. Yeah, I remember it well. So, so, cheers I'm, like <laughs> so, so I'm, so I'm, I listen to this and then Coley gets his unfortunate injury and then next game I'm in as a sub and I score after six minutes and from then on... Do you know you came on for that day? It was... Was it you? No, was, yeah. was it you? Yeah. You were Pally, yeah? One of the centre-backs because yeah. we were 2-1 down. That's how it needed to go. Long ball, Jordi Croy flicks it That's on right. and I score and since then... I think the fans have... Just like the way I've, uh, I just gave everything. I just, I wasn't the most talented, uh, not the most skillful. I could score goals and I ran and I tackled. Speaking of uh, tackles, yeah, Newcastle. That's not a tackle, that's just a trip. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it seems to go viral online. Like every six months, people will go, oh, do you remember this? Yeah. And I think if you watch it, you can sort of lip read you saying to Beckham something like, had to. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, that's, because uh, I couldn't catch... I'd actually ran out of steam because if you look at the, <laughs> yeah, we were one each. One each was calm, three game, yeah. three games to go. We ended up the, the league losing by one point to Arsenal that year. So we get across a corner, across it. Everyone's up there in their box, and it ends up. I think it's Dennis or Bex that whips it back in, and I'm the last man standing or la- the furthest man back for us, and I'm about four yards outside the the box the other side yeah. so it's about a 70 yard sprint there it's, you're pegging back so well I think I did well yeah I did actually have had, had a huge lead on had you. a decent stride and I wasn't slow but I was done five yeah. meters before I <laughs> caught him I was just done and I had to catch him before the 18 yard line what was going through your mind that we need to no, win no, this game. no, no, that. But as just before you like, no, oh, no, I can't. I, I, I won't be able to get the ball early on. I felt that I'm catching, yeah, catching him. Catching. No, I'm not. So I, I needed to uh, stop him. Yeah, tap him for the, the team. Yeah, I did, and I was absolutely slaughtered by the gaffer after. <laughs> I don't, loved you for it. Yeah, I know you loved me, and the supporters loved me yeah. for that. But the gaffer slaughtered me, and I don't know if you remember, but inside the dressing room, he absolutely killed me. Mm. And in his office next day. Again? Yeah. Because I had to remember, uh, first of all, is the, the point is we don't do that at Man United. And I hold my hands up, we don't. But I was young and I was, it was just, we don't do it. But second thing was, it was uh, Robert Lee. Yeah. He hasn't got a great goal scoring record, son. <laughs> <laughs> and Raymond was in a great position. Yeah. So, but... Um, 
couple of weeks' wages, fine. Worth it, though. Yeah, it's a good definitely, story, isn't it? Definitely. It's a good That's story. one of the things that the fans loved about you, as you said, you give your all. And, of course, one goal defined you know, everything about your Manchester United career, but there was the hundreds and hundreds of other goals. But is there anything you can tell us about that goal in 1999 that we don't already know? Is there any questions you haven't been asked about that? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's... Uh, it's, but it's one of them goals that I'm not real. Yeah, you're proud that you've scored it, but it's not a goal that I've been practicing. And I was a, a sucker for practicing and wanting to perfection in my finishes. I always said there's no such thing as a good save; it's only a bad finish. So when I scored lucky goals, scruffy goals, I never really celebrated. And that's but that's one goal I never practiced that finish. I think then, in, yeah, I celebrated, <laughs> but instinct, I think, took over. It's just, it's just like, because if you try that again, you'd guide the ball over or wide. Yeah. Lucky. It, lucky. Lucky, yeah, definitely but, not lucky. But, but it's lucky, but better to be lucky than good sometimes, yeah. but uh, you, you earn your luck at times. Do, I mean, for Manchester United fans worldwide, I think these words are like a prayer in that they have a genuine emotional reaction to them. I wonder if they mean anything to you because you were on the pitch and you were playing at the time, but just the sentence, you have to feel this is their moment. Is this their year? Beckham into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it. Yeah, I've, I've heard it a couple of times, but as we, it's strange when you're on the pitch or when you're there, you're just doing your job and that's what we're so good at, that teams especially. Yeah, goals. Never thought about the consequences. We just played. We never talked about the treble. We never talked no. about all this. We just had a great last 10 days, four or five parties and a couple of tra training <laughs> sessions and a few games. Yeah. Do you remember the celebrations? Because we've spoken to some of the guys. Um, I mean, Dennis Irwin in particular doesn't necessarily remember a lot of being on the uh, the parades and the coaches and stuff. Oh, that's got... That's, that's different a, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dennis went to bed early. I can't believe he went to bed early. Yeah. Strange. What time was early, though? Like 6 a.m.? Well, yeah, true, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was uh, early, as in late. Yeah. So uh, it, w it wasn't many hours sleep, a couple of hours maybe, 8 till 10. And then I hated the next day, really. I just wanted to get back to bed. Yeah. yeah. The open bus. Uh, oh no, not for me. Because you didn't want the the. You didn't no, want just, the, you're knackered. tired, knackered. Yeah. Uh, but it's not me either. You, I'm. I'll be surprised if you find a picture with anything else but me and Yap and Paul Skull sat in the back just waiting for this to be over. So you weren't a party animal. No, not really. really? No, not from no. Not no. compared to your oh, teammates. No, no, I remember you dancing around the. Uh, on a couple of few times, yeah, on the dance floor. Yeah, like. there, there was a few. Yeah, yeah, there were there were a few that night. But I wasn't uh, I wasn't great the day after. Have to say, I'm not I'm not used to it. But I had a great night that night. That must be difficult because I mean I'm sat here in a t-shirt dedicated to you that I've yeah. owned 15 years. But people must constantly talk to you about your career specifically that night. Yep. And I mean you must be signing things and people telling yep. you it was the greatest moment of their lives and things. So is that, many times. Yeah, is that weird to deal with? It's not weird. It's just become part of me mm -hmm. and part of my history. And uh, but I always said to myself when Ted, no, when Teddy scored, like fantastic, half an hour uh, in a, in a Champions League final, <laughs> I'm, I'll okay, be yeah. able to play yeah. now because I'll learn from this. Mm -hmm. I'll be uh, I'll become a better player than I scored, and ruined that. And I never became a better player. Of I never got the experience of really playing in a big game. And uh, but it's just part of me. I I don't really look back. On these things, I'm, um, doesn't bother me. 
very humble though because we did a podcast with Lou Macario. It was actually very emotional and I'm sure you can listen to it but he actually had said that he'd had a very sad time before the, the final obviously his, his son dying but he'd said in the podcast that that's why he has a soft spot for you because at that moment mm. I think he'd said Sam you know he yeah, was so happy in that moment time, that was the first time yeah. he'd felt happy and you know it was really emotional we were all crying but mm. there must be so many people that come up to you and say yeah. things such as that about that moment definitely and so many men saying exactly that and just add towards the end please don't tell my wife yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as in okay the wedding day and the birth of their kids uh, but yeah. uh, no it's uh no, it's just not me to to uh, think too much on on these things. But so following, you score the goal, then you do a you do a knee slide. Yeah, you get injured. Yeah, you were then out for a few weeks. And was that the same injury? No, that it was a new injury yeah. that followed. Okay, yeah, I just missed a couple of uh, games for Norway. I think we met Brazil in Oslo, but also a game in Azerbaijan for Norway. So it wasn't too big too a deal. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> how did you cope with being injured? But like when it when it came later on, the in big your injury. The, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I do think a lot, and I d did think that this might be the end of my career. But then I really wanted to get back and playing football, and I wanted Noah to remember me as a Man United player. He was three when I got injured, and he was six when I finally scored a goal again. And he he remembers that goal. and Because my dad, we go back to the wrestling, he was a wrestler. i never seen him wrestle. Okay. So that was my motivation, really, yeah. for him to remember me as a player because I'm fed up listening to my dad talking about his uh, wrestling uh, <laughs> uh, successes. And wasn't uh, but wasn't Noah's favorite player Wayne Rooney? He was, yeah. So, uh, but that's that was fine. Was was a top top uh, lad as well, and he was he's so great with kids, Wayne, and he was great with Noah, and that's probably more than. Uh, on the pitch probably. Did you always have coaching in your mind even whenever you were here? Were you always aware that, you know, I'm going to take this in, I'm going to learn this from Sir Alex? To be honest, coaches? no. Uh, I don't think any of the players would look at me as a manager. Uh, I, I, you can ask. No, no. I, I want to say that I've looked at you, certainly a coach. Coach, yeah. yeah. I was interested in football all always, the time, yeah. really. But there was a point I just wanted to get out of football because it was too much. This club is a monster and it's massive headlines in the press all the time. And I thought, when I'm done with football, I'm done. But then I got injury. After this injury, I thought, mm, I might not play again. I need to start doing my coaching badges. And the day I had to retire, finally, Gaffer gave me a job offer within 20 seconds. Oh. <laughs> so I couldn't say no, could I? How, how did you come to that decision? And was that very difficult? To retire? No. Mm. Uh, we had a training session here, start of 07-08 season. I'd had an operation in the summer. I knew I wasn't going to be able to play more than 45 minutes, never 90 again. But I felt, well, if I can help the team with a 20-25 minute cameo at the end of games, maybe add five points to the, yeah. Yeah. To the, to the tally at the end, I'm useful. Because I was probably the best at Coming off. that thing. Yeah. And that that was my aim, to come back as a, and be a specialist in 20, 25 minutes and just be fit enough to do that. But then I remember a 4v4 possession session and my knee just bang. Flew to, or I drove to Wally Range, did an MRI and I needed another operation. 
and I decided no chance, I'm not going to do that. So uh, I uh, drove back thinking, what am I going to tell the gaffer? Because you didn't want to let him down. No. You never wanted to disappoint him. And I'm driving, and as I'm parking, he's coming out at the, uh, just behind us here now. And he's, how are you, son? And I'm not great. I need another operation, so but I'm not going to do it. I need to retire. Well, don't worry, son. You've had a fantastic career. You've, your family must be so proud. This last season was fantastic. Why don't you coach my forwards? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But go home for a few weeks and then come back when you're ready, he said. That's how, it. how long did you go away for before you came back? I think I was away for about three weeks. Then I came back and uh, he just integrated me into uh, the first team set up. And I coached, it was Cristiano, Waza, uh, Tevez was there. Danny no pressure there nah, it? was no pressure. They had loads to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever Cristiano or Wayne or they'd scored through the defender's yeah, legs... Yeah. And no, just no one yeah. said, that's your dad teaching, that's your dad, that, that, that's your dad <laughs> told him that. Interesting though, that you hadn't always had coaching on your mind, but Sir Alex seen that in you. I was always like a football enthusiast and like for, uh, mad for football. I always used to um, write the team selections and when I used to listen to the radio, watch the game. So probably and play all these uh, football manager games. So it's, it's probably been, been in me, but... There was a point where I just wanted to get away from the headlines and limelights. Yeah. What would you have done, though? I'm good at, good with numbers. I would have been an accountant or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so I'm glad I didn't uh, pursue that career. <laughs> Looking at your managerial career now, eh, yep. how much of the gaffer do you have in you when things are going I would also good and also bad? I wouldn't be a manager if I hadn't met Sir Alex. I'm... Of course, I've learned everything I yeah. can about managing people and managing football clubs and football teams from him. And when situations do turn up, you, you think, think back. Think yeah. What would, did he do? He what did he do? What did I remember? We lost five-one to Haugesund away from Older. Mm -hmm. And do you remember what he said after we lost five-nil to Newcastle and we lost to Galatasaray and we lost to Southampton? Southampton six-three. Yeah. Yeah. Three games on the bounce. We lost all them three. He gathered us at uh, down at the cliff and he got, got us together said, if there's any in you uh, and you've got, uh, you can take your mortgage, put all the money on your, yourself winning the league because you'll never get better odds. And I thought, wow. So and we won the league, and we, yeah. but we never put the money on, oh. did we? <laughs> but that's, so I used that trick with Mulder when we lost 5-1 away and just just to give the boys that confidence of, we believe in you. Mm -hmm. And we did win the league for the first time in the club's 100-year history. So, them little things. Yeah. He was, he was we unbelievable. Spoke to, um, we did a Victor yesterday, mm -hmm. and I mentioned about the air dryer. Yeah. So we all had the yeah. air dryer. Every, yeah. That's a given. And I said, does Ollie have it in him? And he went, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he wouldn't go into it, because nope. we yeah. tried getting, you know, yeah. what, what situations, yeah. but... You know, you look at other managers that would tend to take a step back and think, well, I'll have a quiet word with him. And I, I've, I've always said to people, or people have always said to me, what's Ollie like? And I went, I'm telling you now, you kick 10 bells of out of your grandma to get the win. And you, and you would. You would to get that win. And, and that self-drive, that self, that will to win is what the gaffer had, yep. what, what he instilled in us. Yep. Yep. Now, do you, and, and I know because... Obviously, Victor told me, and, and I knew anyway, that you're nasty anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, yeah, no, but that's you don't have to, yeah. No, but that, that's 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 instilled you, and then you've got. I mean, you're managing superstars now. You might think it's only Ollie, you know, ex player, this, that, the other. But I take it now that you think I'm the boss. If you're, yeah, you know, you're not doing your job. That's it. Whoever yeah. it is, of course it is. It's they. I'm I'm in charge of picking the team, mm-hmm. and we want Man United to to become what we used to be. We want to win again. Yeah. We want to win trophies. And if you don't pull your weight, and if you don't sacrifice yourself when it's supposed to be done, and if you don't give hundred mm. percent, I don't know. We, we have a nice little quiet word. Mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, See, in my office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no. I don't know whether I don't know whether David Moyes would have had that in him or uh, Louis Van Gaal or. Even Jose? I don't know, but I can't change my ways. And I'm the same with my kids. Yeah. If if they do their best, if they try, fine. Mm-hmm. If they blatantly make a decision of not doing what we've yeah. agreed or let themselves down by lack of effort. Then they need talent. I imagine it's telling. a different conversation with your children <laughs> and Manchester United players though. Oh. Why? Why? Same value, values. It's the same. You're on about the language. The Maybe yeah, the yeah. language might. Mm, it depends. Noah's 19, so he can he can, <laughs> take, he can take it. Yeah. I just want to take you back to Cardiff as well, yep. Ollie. Um, I'm sure. Does that feel like a lifetime ago now that you're yeah. here? Yeah, definitely. And I've always been an optimist. Maybe naive. Maybe an idiot. Uh, but I've always had the belief in the back of my mind that I would manage Man United. That I can. I even. Even when I was in the in the reserves here, you started thinking about that. That must have been a great learning curve with the reserves. It, yeah, it was because some fantastic players, but it's so different because the gaffer. If if I had to leave players out, I just said, "Well, the manager wants me to play Johnny, for example, in in the reserves." So sorry, Jared uh, or whoever I had to leave out. That was easy, Corey. I, I've got to leave you out for yeah. your brother. <laughs> but it's it's one of them that um, when I went to Cardiff. I thought, no, no chance ever again for Man United job. I went to Cardiff because I thought it's a potential for me to do well with them and then impress everyone at Man United. Because that's always been my the drive. You want to come here. and that's. Uh, but it didn't work out. I went back to Molde. So when I signed a new contract there, I always said, if Man United come in, I want it in my contract, I can go for a, on a free. If they come, if they call... I'm daft or naive or stupid enough to be- still believe that, and of course they, no one would think that after what I did with uh, with Cardiff. Did so you have that written into your contract? Yes, though? I did. That was the only club. Yeah, and then almost a year to the day, you got the phone call. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Uh, no, it's yeah. They probably the, the phone call was a year today. Probably tomorrow is the first day I, I worked. Yeah. yeah. So when we're talking here now, it's actually, uh, and I was trying to get hold of Mick Phelan because I knew I needed. Mick with me, and he was apparently was doing a coaching session at the college up in Burnley. Right, couldn't get hold of him. So from the morning when I got the the call, and I rang him, and I rang him, and I rang him. I rang the gaffer first, by the way, and said I've been offered this, and what do you think? And said, yeah, you'll be fine. And I said I'm trying to get hold of Mick because I knew I needed him. And uh, about three or four o'clock in the in the afternoon, I finally got hold of him, and he said yeah, and. Uh, he had about 150 missed calls yeah. as well. I think the gaffer <laughs> tried to ring him, to left a message, you need to speak to Ollie. Because, yeah. so. But for Sir Alex to say to you, you'll be fine. Yeah. 
that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah, of course. It's uh, he believes in you. He does. Yeah, I, I. Well, he says that to me anyway. He, uh, of course he does. I use him. I uh, at times we speak to him uh, when we need to. He's in here. He's, he's. It's great to see him back here. But that when he said, "Yeah, you'll be fine," and I knew that Ed and uh, Joel, uh, they've been speaking to Sir Alex and asking him what do they think could he do this job and if that's so you knew that in advance of getting the phone call no oh, so, so no i've spoke to him uh, oh since spoke to him after yeah. yeah ed told me as well we've spoken to sir alex and of course we've they've done their yeah. research so when you got the call was it like to- did you even did you was there a part of you thinking well they're gonna need a manager <laughs> i mean maybe <laughs> No, 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 uh, not really. But then again, you're—I'm daft enough, so until I've always been an optimist. Until that English number comes up, plus four four oh one six, when you're like, "Oh, that's Manchester." Uh, it's uh, yeah, plus four yeah one six one six two five da da da. <laughs> you remember that number from uh, way back? No, it's um, just one of them things that you take as an honour. And then I remember I was nervous walking in here. First meeting with the players. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, we haven't actually clarified. Right now, we're sat in the players' briefing room, yeah. aren't we? I mean, the door yeah. opened earlier yeah. with Michael Carrick walking in. Yeah, he was going to have a meeting here, it looked like as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, here's the first meeting, and they sat there waiting, of course. I spoke to Karras um, that the day after they rang, so he told me what they've been doing in training and just had a good chat with him. Michael's a top, top uh, yeah. guy. Did you have an idea? for if this ever happened, what you would do, what you would be doing. Of course, Uh, I've always followed Man United since since I signed for us. And um, you had your own ideas how this team needs to be playing and who shouldn't be here and who should be here. It's a football cliche as well, isn't it? Taking each each game as it comes. But for you, is that all you were thinking about when you took the job? One game at a time or in the back of your head, were you thinking, I want to make this permanent? No, I didn't think about making it permanent. I just... Because the deal was I was going to do it till the end of the season. And um, my remit was get the smiles back on faces, yeah. play attacking f- football, get the staff going. Um, and it's just, it's one of them. Go oh, in, be yourself. Yeah, what about the players? Was no, it was decent, to yeah. be fair. So it's one of them things that you, I knew there was talent in this group. Just It's just about... Finding it. Yeah. Do you know when you went on that run of, is it 12 out of 13 or something like that? And then we play PSG. Yeah. And then it's as if everything just collapsed and bad yeah. results. And, yeah. you, you know, it was a poor end towards the end of the season. Yeah. Is there any reason? It's, there's small little, fine, there's a fine yeah. line between winning and losing Because you were games. flying, you're thinking, yeah. wow, this is unbelievable. It was euphoria in the dressing room, obviously. Yeah. And I don't think the players had had that feeling of winning that bigger game for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Of course, they won the Europa League a few years earlier. And it was just unbelievable. Gaffer was in the dressing room. Eric came in, Cantona, yeah. I've got a great picture. And it's one of them that we couldn't recreate that. Mm. Due to, I don't know, but it, we got some bad injuries as yeah. well. And mental tiredness in the group. And they weren't mentally strong enough. No. So when did you start thinking, hmm, might be able to get this job for real now? <laughs> Probably when we beat PSG. <laughs> <laughs> Gary gave us a kiss on TV. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't, I didn't really, uh, 
I didn't think too much about it because I'd I did have a little feeling they'd done a deal with someone, but so I'm just going to enjoy it. And uh, what did your family think, particularly your children? Of course, they're big man, big reds, and they're so proud, and they they believe in the dad, don't they? So they, I've always been the number one in the world for them. Yeah. So uh, apart from Wayne Rooney, though, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was just one of them things that you. My family loves it back home in Norway, I have to say. Uh, if there's one place, and it's the only place in the world I could have moved them away from Norway to, it's Manchester. That's the, I, And I know, and it's the only place I would have as well, because we were settled back home. How long did they live in Norway for then? About eight years. So, uh, so they've actually spent more of their lives probably, well... Yeah, Noah was eldest. 11. Noah was 11 when we moved back. Karna was eight, and Elijah was two. And then we... So we stayed in Norway for eight years, on uh, minus plus minus eight months in Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, but I was the first six months on my own there as well. So, so now we're uh, back in the house that we started building in two thousand and seven. So one year on, have you enjoyed the last year? I've absolutely it? loved it. I might look ten years older, but uh, that's just the way, the way it is. You, you absolutely love uh, going into work with these people, with the staff, with the players. Fantastic, and just to know that you have the responsibility of this club to move it forward is is great. Yes, I love that. I say to people constantly, I'm like, my favourite thing, it's just, it just looks so happy. You just look like you're <laughs> loving it, and yeah. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I do. I hate losing, so sometimes, yeah, I'm a bit down, but it's uh, not for the lack of, lack of effort now. I know the boys, the great attitude, the group is moving forward, the, cult, the culture that's seen here now miles better than towards the end of last season. Well, an expression that's been used quite a lot, I think, by, by fans and maybe from inside the club is the idea of a cultural reboot yeah. in that the style of football is now very different. It's much more Manchester United historically. And even if the results aren't always exactly what people want, they can see that what's happening is totally different to how it was under the previous managers. And have you felt a responsibility to make that shift or is it natural for you? It's natural to me to manage this way. But it's we come down back to because I've been molded and I've learned all my management skills from the gaffer, really. Mm. But I love giving young players a chance. I love being direct going forward when the possibility is there. Yeah, we, we need that. We need to be better at controlling and dominating games. Yeah. But that will come with the, with the experience. We have a young team. We have the youngest team in the Premier League which is one, in one way fantastic. In another way, we know that's when you're going to get this inconsistency. I think when you look at games, and you just said it there about the consistency, and we're level with Liverpool against the top six, but then you play against the lesser teams who, like Everton, Sheffield United and Southampton. Lesser teams? Everton spent more money than well, last, a few year, last few yeah, years, but, haven't they? And but I mean, in, they in, in like stature and stuff. The top six. I know what you yeah, mean. but coming to Old Trafford, you think, you know that teams are just going to come and and sit yeah. and it's only because they, they've they because they are so young they're naive to it of how to break teams down and I think at times when we have gone 1-0 up is that when you should control the games but because they're still a little bit gung-go and think oh we're going to get 2-3-4 yeah which we all want them to do we all yeah which there's we, a, there's we always a used to do that's a fine line yeah because um, if you one 0 up and you get the second you're nailed yeah. on to win the game, more yeah. or less. So we, we don't want to take that away from them. Now it's about learning the de decision-making on when to slow the game down, when to quicken it up. 
But that's through the experience. It'll come. Yeah. It'll come. Yeah. And But of course, you go back to what you asked about. I think it's Man United style is to be attacking. We need to try to win the games in the way that Sir Alex teams did and the Busby Babes did. We want to win that way. It's not always going to happen, but that's what we have to aim for and strive for, winning in the right style. We have a responsibility and a duty for everyone who wants to come and watch us. But we're getting goals now. We're scoring goals in the last eight games. I take the Astana game away from it because it was such a positive experience anyway for everyone, uh, the kids. You didn't spend four days on a train with him. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. For the last eight, we've scored 20. We've won five uh, with Partizan, Brighton, Alkmaar. Alkmaar beat Ajax the other day yeah. just after we beat them. So we are on our way. Uh, right, let's talk about the fans. We yep. have got some fan questions okay. for you. Brilliant. Um, I am lucky enough and privileged enough to be at Old Trafford every week and yep. hear the crowd singing your name constantly and to see that you go and give them that reaction back. But I think a lot of these people are people that probably don't get to come to Old Trafford mm. that often and see yep. that, uh, which I think is nice. And very quickly, have you ever sung along to Ollie's at the Wheel and how do you feel about that song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I've sung. Uh, That's brilliant. Sung That's along. such a good tune. Yeah, how did you not sing along? It was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And uh, I'm a Stone Roses fan as well. So uh, uh, I've been guilty of that. Yes. Did you ever sing um, David May Superstar? Yeah, many yes, times. Did you? Many, many times. He's got m much <laughs> more medals than Shiro. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's okay. pick a few. Go uh, you firstly, Sirab um, has got two questions. What is something he picked up from Fergie and brought it into his management style? And what is something he chose not to adopt? Um, we'll go with the second part of that question because we've, we've kind of answered the first one. Anything that you've chosen not to adopt um, from We're Sir different Alex? personalities. So... I can't try to be Sir Alex, so if I play cards with the boys, I'm not going to start arguing and fighting with the, <laughs> with the players. <laughs> no, we're, uh, most of uh, my management skills I've I've seen from the from the gaffer. I've got to say, it's it was the best at it. He, if he speaks to you, David, he speaks in one way. If he speaks to a foreign player, he speaks a different way. If he speaks to a youth team player, he adapts to every single situation. He goes into the canteen, speaks to everyone. So you've got to, it's not, you've got to adapt to whoever you speak to. And that's, his man management skills were unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, another one uh, just on the end of that question is, what do you want for Christmas? Three points, Three I'm points. guessing. That's yeah. else you know, my uh, my son, uh, Elijah, he's got this uh, Christmas jumper. All I want for Christmas is goals. It's a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic jumper, and that's that's what we want. Talking, talking of Christmas Day, yours yeah. is the 24th, is it? Uh, yeah, we celebrate Christmas so 24th. Christmas Day is the 25th for us. Yeah. And at three o'clock, yeah. the Queen's speech comes out. Yeah. What do the Norwegians do at three o'clock? Three o'clock? Yeah. Probably in a family lunch. What's on TV then? Pen. Did this with Victor yesterday. Victor, Do you Victor got it. Speech every year? No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you because. Uh, no, no, no. I've, I'm, it's a Norwegian tradition. I'm in a, no, I'm in the family. Um, What's on TV at three o'clock? Norwegian time. He wants you, you to say Donald Duck. It's not Donald Duck at three o'clock. It is. No. <laughs> you can't say it is. It is. He's no. from Norway. That's that's on uh, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that, like well, same earlier thing. on Sorry. in the morning, D yeah, Donald Duck's see. on telly, yeah. And see, told you, yeah. Yeah. told you. No, you yeah. didn't. Okay, a lot of people used, always used to watch that. Always Donald Duck. <laughs> when they had the, the snowball fight with the castle and stuff. There you go. Right. See? Okay, sure. So this one, a lot of people sent this, but I think Mohammed Butt was first. 
Who put the ball in the German's net? Well, that was me and Teddy. <laughs> um, another one here. I'd just love to know, is it all he hoped it would be? In what ways, yes, and in what ways, no? That's Matt White. I'm assuming he means the job. The job. It's what I hope. Uh, well, it's it was it changed so much the club from when Sir Alex left and to when I came back. So gradually we're trying to uh, find a way of moving forward with what was good in the past and what was good then and what's needed to change in there. But yeah, it's the best job in the world and it's probably the maybe the last one I'm going to have. <laughs> well, fingers crossed it is, isn't you? Yeah, for exactly. 25 years, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Chris on Twitter said, how do you feel about Sky Sports putting a camera on United's playbook when Mason Greenwood was getting ready to come on? There's no, no secrets there, so don't worry about that. That's, uh, Mason, sh Mason should have known that anyway. Yeah. He's... He, um, he should have been looking at uh, his roles and responsibilities before. No worries. I like this question here, Dan from Tel Aviv. What was your favourite Man United goal to not be scored by you? Oh, Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona, Sunderland, when he chip. when the chip and the celebration. Wow, it's just yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. What about you, Maisie? Hats off. Uh, do you know what? That'd be up there. I set it up. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you look at the archives of MUTV we'll get it on you get worry. it on I fire the ball into Eric he does a little turn yeah. one two with Chucky and Dink yeah, see yeah, all yeah. he doesn't yeah. even yeah. remember yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so no, I, I was, was thinking Chucky Chucky is the assist yeah well it's got to start at the back it's got to start at the back start the best pass at the back you're a kick off so actually Ollie gets an assist as well you're a kick off okay you guys all have lives to get back to uh, so yeah. we do have to finish this Ollie it's been an unbelievable pleasure that's been fantastic one more question sorry yeah, is there okay. anybody you recommend for us to do a little podcast with of the players or yeah. uh, anybody I think there'd be many many uh, good ones here you're the gaffer you can just nominate now <laughs> you can say oh, yeah. Yeah. podcast I'd like to uh, Karen wouldn't let Mason do one of these no chance he said <laughs> no we don't we don't let him no, I think Rashi, I think Rashi would be a, a very good one Marcus is such a mature kid on uh, young shoulders and what about previous players previous players with? I'd love to have one with Eric mm. yeah of course said that, yeah. yeah of course Roy it might be difficult to get Roy to sit down yeah, with Macy yeah. you never know but Juan <laughs> Sebastian Seba I, I, I would get to know Seba a little bit more as well and will you listen to them yeah definitely of course I will now <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. Ollie, thank Cheers, you so much. Brilliant. Cheers. Pleasure. Thank you. So, there he was, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, also here right now. We've got Helen on the phone. Helen, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? All good. All good. Everything okay at the zoo? Everything's okay. Feeding time at the zoo. I <laughs> just feel like I've got so many children now. <laughs> <laughs> How's Eli? Oh, he's so good. Such a good baby so far, but I don't want to think too soon. But he's very good. Thank you. Lovely. Oh, Helen. Yeah. How was Eli born? What's the story? He was born very quickly. He actually was born in the front seat of the car oh outside the hospital. We didn't make it into the hospital on time, so Johnny said that we can never sell that car. Uh, oh, yes, well, what a special I think car. if we sold the car, we'd have to tell the story. <laughs> Johnny actually missed a birth, didn't he, because he was parking the car up? No, Johnny had gone into the hospital to get a wheelchair to bring out to me, and the midwife had ran out and basically... The midwife said, can you get into the wheelchair? And I said, no, I can't. 
the baby's going to come without too much information. <laughs> and Donnie was standing with the wheelchair, kind of in the cell dock while the baby was born. <laughs> um, no, after when they took me into the hospital, Johnny had gone to park the car, which was really important. But in his words, he was parked in the ambulance area, so he couldn't leave the car there, which was quite sensible. Too sensible. But he's here and he's healthy. That's Perfect. That's the main thing. thing. Actually, before we get into uh, Ollie, it's uh, Christmas, right? So it's today is the day before Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. I got you each a Christmas present. So. Helen, you're not here, but I did get you. Put it in my bag, so maybe you can see it. Oh, Sam, did you get me a present? I did. Oh, that's that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. It is carpet stain remover with a little brush on top. Are you actually serious? It says on it it's ideal for the car. Ideal oh, for, for homes car? and car. Yeah. Oh well, you know what? I just I just got the car cleaned this morning. Um, oh. I did get well, that's a waste that of a gift. Well, we'll keep the gift then. I yeah. thought someone round the house today to clean the car but in talking of carpets when the two girls after they were born I had to get the carpets all steam clean because they were so sick oh no so that came in handy well Eli's not, not a very sick baby but that is such a thoughtful present thank you Sam. you're very welcome Sorry, that's I fantastic I don't have time to get people presents this year <laughs> I think you've got quite a good excuse Maisie I got you a present as well but it's more a present I think for your family than for you personally. Okay. Uh, and I thought of this after spending three days on a train with you in Kazakhstan. Um, <laughs> this is an essential oils white vanilla bean candle. It's an air freshener candle. <laughs> it's a bit late now, isn't it? Yeah, but I think for your for your loved ones that have spent Christmas with you, they'll need that. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. You're I've not got you anything back. That's but, all right, don't worry. Hey, your that, presence that, is presence enough. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I shall light that in the bathroom. I'm glad. Yes. People will appreciate really it. Really thinking outside the box there, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah. All right, should we get on to this? Um, so, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, my very first thought is, Andy Cole's going to hate this episode, isn't he? Mm, yeah. Have we kept that bit in? It's, uh, well, yeah, it was there. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be too fussed about that, but the interview with Oli was brilliant. It was great, wasn't um, it? He was so open. He's just, well, everybody knows he's such a good guy, isn't he? And it just comes across in the interview as well. Very honest, too. Yeah, he was really honest. Maisie, also, you decided to correct him on Norwegian Christmas customs. I did, yeah. Only because they celebrate Christmas on the 24th, you know? So I said, what will you be doing on Christmas Day at 3 o'clock? Meaning his 3 o'clock at Christmas. And apparently they watch Donald Duck in Norway. (laughs) (laughs) You knew a lot more about it than he did. No time for the Queen over there. Yeah. Maisie, obviously you told us that Sir Alex uh, rated you as his most naturally gifted passing defender. That yes. might not be the, uh, the exact uh, expression he used. But Ollie also was a big fan of your curly balls. Yeah. Um, I think at times when you look at centre-forwards and you can you can read them, I think it's a good understanding that you can have a centre-forward, particularly, you know, when I used to play with Ollie, he was, uh, we would say maybe the first first ball comes short and then second one, spin and go. And it used to work all the time. We don't, I don't think we do that enough. You know, centre-forwards centre coming and spinning. It's a great out ball. It's a great ball to, to turn defenders and, uh, you know, get on the front foot. Also really funny, you told us you got the assist for uh, Eric Cantona's famous goal against Sunderland and United then tweeted that clip that you told us about yeah. just just a few days after we did the interview. So if people aren't sure what they're talking about, you can see it now. If you go to United's Twitter account, scroll back a couple of days, the goal of the day is Eric Cantona's goal. David May creates the move. There you go. Assist, assist. Well, I got the assist into Eric. Eric, you know, done his little bit of magic, did a one-two with Chucky and... Uh, Chip the keeper. Just a, a, a wonderful goal. And the way Eric celebrated that goal was just Eric to a T. Um, Helen, obviously, he was quite excited about Mason Greenwood 
he wanted him to do a podcast, didn't he? Will that happen, though? That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, Ollie's always been very complimentary about him, hasn't he? And he obviously thinks he has a lot to tell because he put him forward for a podcast, but we'll see about that one. Maybe in a couple of years we'll get him. Yeah. He's a little bit yeah. older. Right, um, Helen, we'll let you get back to um, what I imagine is some fun Christmassy stuff with the kids. <laughs> yeah well you said it uh, yeah and thank you you're welcome <laughs> cheers Helen um, and that's it for your Christmas Thanks, edition of the United Podcast okay, uh, the show goes on we'll have another episode for you next week if you're enjoying these podcasts then the full video versions are available to MUTV subscribers and if you're really enjoying them please leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts have an absolutely wonderful Christmas and we'll see you next week Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas